Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. All right. Here we are, folks. A new... Here we are. A whole new arc. What is awaiting us? Uh, two two of every, every animal. Whole new arc. <laughs> That's a Bible joke. Um, <laughs> except for dragons and unicorns. And for some reason, mosquitoes were, like, good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked them. I mean, they are pollinators, so they got that going for them. That's about it, Yeah, though. well, let's save the bees instead. Yeah, but remember wasps and other <laughs> unfriendly uh, uh, bugs that are unfriendly, uh, with quotations, are also pollinators. So, everyone has their purpose. Even us. Well, maybe. I've got a little, uh, I've got a little Amira news. Oh! Cool. Hit, hit, hit me with it. Yeah. Well, um, we've been hanging out in the courtyard a lot. Because she's, she's and, in, uh, she's in, uh, court for that, um, driving without a license, uh, charge she has. She, yeah, yeah. She definitely in, doesn't have one. She's in contempt of court. She's, like, four, um, so she super can't have one. <laughs> she's seven. Oh. I thought she was, like, a baby. Still can't have one. Yeah, still <laughs> legally can't. Um, no, we, um, it's, like, a completely enclosed space, so, but it is, like, outside, but completely enclosed, so, like, there's, like, a space where, like, if she was, like, really trying, she could, like, hop on a couple things and maybe get out, so she's always, like, super close to the supervised when out there. Okay. But, um, boy, does she just, she just wants to murder birds so bad. She just (laughs) wants to commit so much bird murder. That's a whole other court case. I imagine, like, everything's protected yeah, no. in California. You can't even, like, look at a bird the wrong way. No, she, oh, she wants to, she, like, chitters, but I can't really hear it because she's really quiet. But I see yeah, her do, gentle. like, the mouth movement. And, man, it's, oh, she just wants to murder so bad. I'm like, you little killer. Jeez, like. Wow. Yeah. I won't let her murder any birds. Don't worry. They're safe with me around. I'm, like, I hate how warm it is. (laughs) I know it's, like, spring, and it'll soon be summer, and I can't resist it, but I'm like, crap. I have to wear, like, normal clothes again. I can't just wear sweaters. Mmm. I know. Gross. It's, like, 70-some out here. It's, like, it's pretty warm here, too. I I was, like, seeing the heat, and I was like, gross. No thanks. (laughs) Oh, another important thing. Um, I did count. I'm pretty sure Amira has eight nipples. <laughs> Hobbit's very hard, um, to get to, like, chill out for that long, because I've, I've only been able to count, um, technically two, so four, but I don't think he only has four. I feel like they're just hidden away since boys' nips are just so They go up find. pretty high. Amira's go up to, like, Yeah, that's the one I the can find. Arms. I can find the ones, like, up there and then the middle, but then any other ones I can't seem to find, and his- He's looking at his kitty fur, so it's still pretty long. So I'm like, buddy, where is mm-hmm. it? And then at by the point where I'm like, I found two, he's like, stop. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to If you're I, confused about this, anymore. listen to our April Fool's episode. Yeah, please do. Where it we was, talk about cat nipples. It was, um, it was a ride, and I hope people enjoyed it. Um, it was a ride. I should also I remind did. everyone, um... Uh, when this episode comes out, it will be the last day to submit questions for our 100th bonus episode. Our bonus episode oh, yeah. for our 100th. So, April 7th, please get them in. Um, you can listen to this small little announcement for more details. But, yeah, please uh, get your questions in today. It will be the last day. And if you send it in later, and it's a hard deadline. It's a hard deadline. We're, it's a hard we're, deadline. We're I will not accept late homework. We are, yeah. Because I'm really mean. But also, please try your best to get it in by today. Are you ready to start a new arc? I guess. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cat. Where is that? Thank you.
the new prophecy. Ba, 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 ba. All right, we've worn out all the old prophecies. The fire has gone through. Literal fires have gone through this forest. Um, we found yep. the lo- we found the lost clan. We've we've hit them. Yes. We've hit all the prophecies. So that means no more, right? No more prophecies ever again. No, this book is called the new prophecy. So at least one more prophecy. Ah, I guess I'll allow it. <sighs> Um, so we're starting with the first book, book one, Midnight. Midnight. That's a cool it's name. It's got, uh, it's got Brambleclaw on the cover. Oh! You remember Brambleclaw? Hey! Except hey, Brambleclaw. the cover shows, the original cover has him with green eyes when he should have amber, like his daddy. Oh. But. That's okay. It's very pretty Um, can we eyes. do, like, a real short, um reminder who is brambleclaw brambleclaw is um tigerstar's son oh the dude and who didn't go to fire firestar took him in as his son right right okay yeah cool got golden it. flower's son who am i um is midnight still alive yeah okay good oh thank god i was about to quit the podcast don't worry you don't we're even probably know. gonna spend a we're probably going to spend a little longer on the first few chapters because we have to, like, reintroduce everybody, kind of, and meet okay. the new characters. Okay, good. Because I was so like, man, we'll, we'll go I that. hardly remember, folks. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to reintroduce you pretty much to everyone. I'll do my best. All right. So Midnight was published on May 10th, 2005. So remember that even though we just read Firestar's Quest and Blue Star's Prophecy, those books have not actually been written yet. Right. So we're probably going to run into some inconsistencies. All right. This book is written by Cherith Baldry. And I guess it, at some point in this book, it says four seasons have passed since the end of arc one. But time-wise, that doesn't really work. So it's more like six seasons. Okay. Like since it was winter when we ended our first arc. And it's like summer or spring now doesn't make sense but that's okay we'll just roll with it we'll roll with it wait when are they saying the time has passed from like from um from the end of the darkest hour which was the first book of or the last book of series one oh god okay so so about a year there a year to a year and a half i guess that kind of covers like the random time that uh our leader was just gone, so we do have, like, a yes, gap yes. year. Um, yeah. Good. Are you ready for the prologue? I'm always ready for a prologue. A blue-gray cat sits at the edge of a rocky pool. She raises her head, and more cats come to join her from every direction. The blue cat announces... That a new prophecy has come. A doom that would change everything has been foretold in the stars. A cat on the opposite side of the pool agrees. He's seen it too. The blue cat says darkness, air, water, and sky will come together and shake the forest to its roots. Nothing will be as it is now, nor as it has been before. Another cat says a great storm is coming. A black cat asks if nothing can change what's about to happen, not even the courage and spirit of our greatest warrior. The blue cat says doom will come, but if the clans meet it like warriors, they may survive. I like that they like. I would like to imagine they like zoom in on Fireheart, and he's like picking his nose. He's like, oh me, ugh. And they're okay. like, not, not this time. <laughs> they're like, actually, no, not you. You're like, you gotta We're kind of done with him. He's like, what? Rude. She gazes around the hollow. They have all seen what must befall, and they know what must be done. Four cats must be chosen to hold the fate of the clans in their paws. If they are ready to make their choices, they bold for all of Star Clan. So if you haven't caught on by now, we're in Starkland. I I kind of got that. Um, 
and I'm I was like I was like is that blue star but I'm like maybe it's like not there could be so many other people that could be um, is it blue star can you imagine I would be so tired if I retired as a leader and then they're like okay now you will be leader up here too I'd be like oh, are you kidding me I'm dead let me rest thought I was done with this Okay, fine. I'll I'll do it because you guys apparently <laughs> actually why she'd be like everyone's like last choice, I feel. They're like, yeah, like a moon ago you were declaring war on all of us, so but maybe they're kinda like, Well, we think that gives you good energy. Probably like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. But like when she first yeah. got up there. She she keeps them in line, keeps them accountable. Yeah, she's like, listen, someone's gotta be up here. You guys jerked me around my whole lifetime and you know, actually, maybe it does make sense that Blue Star's, like, taking over now that she's dead. She's like, you guys, uh, did a, did a freaking, like, whopper on me. You did, you did some hard work on my lifetime. So I, my turn now. I want to mess with people. And they're like, wait, no. That seems like the opposite of what you want. And she's like, no, 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 no. My turn. I'm going to send, like, the most, like, in, inconsequential crap down there. I'm also going to make it really hard to figure out. Like, that's the opposite of what we want. And she's like, sure. Sure it is. The cat opposite of her rises and says he'll begin. And he asks Crooked Star if he has permission to speak for River Clan. Crooked Star nods. But the cat looks into the water, and a pale gray tabby cat appears. That one, the blue cat asks. Are you sure, Oakheart? Oakheart says, I thought the choice would please you, Blue Star. Do you not think she was well mentored? Blue Star's neck fur rises and says she was excellently mentored. <laughs> Is this by her daughter? I, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, their daughter. I, 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 I kind of guessed that the guy was like, can I speak was definitely Oakheart because he was asking Crooked Star's mm -hmm. permission and like the only person besides Blue Star that Oakheart gives any crap about their opinion is his brother. Um, <laughs> uh, she's like, excuse you. Our daughter's amazing. He's like, I'm not saying that. I'm just like, whoa. I thought you were into like hearing other people's opinions. She's like, not about my daughter. Well, Blue Star asks the rest of Star Clan if they agree, and the cats murmur in agreement. We are too scared to say anything different <laughs> about your daughter. Like, are you kidding me? We don't want to die again. The black cat stood and came forward next. The shape in the water turns to a tawny-colored cat, lean and well-muscled. Blue Star nods. She has strength and courage. But Nightstar, one cat calls. Does she have loyalty? Oh, I know who Nightstar that is. asks if he's calling her disloyal. You remember Nightstar? Oh, no, I was saying they're definitely talking about Tawny Pelt. Okay. Uh, no, I don't remember Nightstar. Was he like the last of the good Shadow Clan uh, leaders? He was in between after Broken Star, and he's the one who never actually got his nine lives. Right, because he and he got Star sick right away too, didn't he? Yeah. So. He didn't, he was, yeah, he was kind of the only, he was like, I'll, I'll be okay. And they're like, bleh. Because we, as uh, Star Clan, refuse to give you guys a break. And Nightstar asks if he's calling her disloyal. If I do, the cat answers, there's a reason for it. She was not born in Shadow Clan. Blue Star reasons that that can make her a good choice. If the clans can't work together now, they will be destroyed. Maybe it will take cats with paws in two different clans to understand. And everyone, not. everyone in the circle who had, who was like born from like two parents who were in different clans, which is literally more than half, uh, are like, yeah, no, I, uh, uh that's solid. That's a solid. <laughs> like literally at this point, after <laughs> seeing, I saw her, after seeing, uh, a fire star, everyone should be like, oh yeah, no, it's, uh. Yeah. Well, she asks if they approve, and there's some hesitation, but then the cats softly agree. Another cat rises and approaches the water, limping on a twisted paw. The shape in the pool turns to a gray-black cat. What? 
Okard exclaimed. That was an apprentice. I noticed. Thank you, <laughs> Okard. A cat calls from the back. Deadfoot, you can't send an apprentice into danger such as this. Deadfoot was the previous Wind Clan deputy. Okay, I, yeah, I didn't remember that, but that, oh, that's such a cool name. Deadfoot. Also, I like to imagine, um, when I was in high school, I attended this thing called, um, Girl State, where they, like, pick two representatives or one representative for their school to go and, like, pretend to be a legislator in a state. Like, it was a, it was basically a political mm -hmm. LARPing session for a week, um, and, uh, yeah. you got, like, you didn't get a choice of what political party, you got sorted into a political party, um, uh, and... <laughs> I just imagine they're like picking up like random kids to be like their representative for like this for the tribe with a tenement or rather a uh, cat state like all right we're like it seems like they're getting yes. them ready for uh a like tournament <laughs> like this is a little bit like uh oh I suppose we could say the um Olympics we're doing the cat Olympics yeah apprentice he may be but he has the courage and skill to match any warrior. One day, he may make a fine leader of Wind Clan. And let me just point out that this is Deadfoot's son. <laughs> you don't know him yet. Okay, but it I is. was gonna be like, so, I don't I'm think I biased. like know anyone from Wind Clan. Um, who's alive? No, I don't. I don't even know if it's established that he's his son right now, even. But like, just a sprinkling of nepotism in all the info. <laughs> well, Blue Star points out that one day isn't now. The qualities of a leader isn't what the clans need to save them right now. Does he wish to make another choice? Deadfoot insists that this is his choice. Does any cat dare say he isn't worthy? Anybody want to trash talk my Everyone's son like, to me? Everyone's like, why are we just picking everyone's kids? Or, like, grandkids? This seems, like, unfair. Uh, like, I imagine, um... Who's one of the ones we just, like, met? Um... Uh, Deadfoot? Adderfang. Like, Adderfang's up there like, hey, uh, I don't, like, have any famous kids. Can maybe, like, my family make it? Make? And they're like, no, shut up, Adderfang. Go back to your corner. And he's like, okay. I, I'd like to point out that I was, like, a loyal and brave cat who, like, wasn't super evil. Um, which is pretty rare. Like, I, I was ready for battle, but I didn't murder anyone. So, I'm just... I'm just throwing that out there. It's not all about you guys. And he like points to the entirety of Shadow Clan and Blue Star. <laughs> well, Nightstar did choose someone that's related to nobody in Shadow Clan, so. But it's literally still. Anyways. Anyway. Blue Star asks if Star Clan approves. And to remember that every clan will be lost if the chosen cats fail. Other things like, yeah, I guess, jeez. The cats take their time murmuring amongst themselves, but eventually agree. Oakheart points out that Blue Star hasn't made her choice for Thunder Clan yet. No, but she's ready now. I have a guess. I guess. She looks proud. She looks proud. I think what? I know who it's gonna be. She proudly looks down at the dark tabby that appeared in the pool below. Oakheart laughs. That one? Blue Star, you never cease to surprise me. Why? Blue Star asks. He's a noble young cat, fit for the challenges this prophecy will bring. Oakheart says he didn't say he wasn't. Blue Star asks if Star Clan agrees, and the agreement comes strong and certain. <laughs> Cats of Star Clan, Blue Star says, your choices have been made. Soon the journey must begin to meet the terrible storm that will be released on the forest. She tells them to go to their clans and make sure every cat. All right, send them the terrible pauses. nightmares, terrible nightmares, unrelenting nightmares and day visions. Her eyes blaze fiercely. They can choose a warrior to save each clan, but beyond that, they can't help them. May the spirits of all our warrior ancestors go with these cats, wherever the stars I'm sorry, I'm going to turn to uh, Sugar Snap, or whoever the nice, smelly lady cat is again. And I'm like, oh, we, can't, we can choose them, but we can't help them. So what is she doing? What is literally, what? 
what are you talking about? You know what? I'm going to give them exactly a uh, hundred pages to break that rule. Well, I guess what they mean is like they can't physically help them. Like all they can do is deliver them. When have they been them, able like... to physically help? They've never. Exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah, guys, that one time you maybe sent a cloud and then that never happened again. Um, do we want to do a cat fact? Let's do a cat fact right. and then dive in. So since we're in a new arc, we are in a new cat fact territory. I probably could have gone on with cats who've saved lives, and I'm probably going to return to that. Yeah, I'm you can probably going to return back. to that. Um, but I wanted to do kind of a mini-series here. Um, sorry to hear Hobbit, like, very aggressively eating in the back. Um, but a little bit of a mini-series in our cat fact series. Um, we are going to look into uh, fictional cat races. Um so yeah so the way i was kind of thinking warrior cats and the way it works they're kind of like a fancy breed of cat like they have um, a different sort of level of knowledge they can talk to ghosts they have magical abilities not all of them but some of them do um so i thought it'd be pretty fun to look uh at other examples of uh fictional cat races um for some of the earlier ones i'm gonna let you guys know a little disclaimer many of these races were uh first written or uh originated um in like the 1980s written by cisgender white dudes uh who didn't really reflect on uh how inherently racist xenophobic and problematic some of these races are in their original context but sounds about on you know yeah on point with that <laughs> yeah so but at the same time i and marine are all for um you know taking these fictional races and making them your own and we in no way endorse um these different companies and uh, fictional things writers you know we're just kind of looking at the examples not the people who made them um yes so because cats and a lot of them i know people are gonna have so many opinions i'm gonna tell you now i don't care um <laughs> I straight up, uh, I don't care. You can you can send a very long email. I don't think many of our listeners are that type of folks, but uh, I don't care about your opinion um, <laughs> on these. Like, right, I'm literally just going to tell you about them. Uh, so for the first uh, fictional cat race, we are going to be looking at tabaxis from Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh, so Dungeons and Dragons is kind of interesting um, because Tabaxi were first introduced in 1981, uh, part of the um, the Fiend Folio. Um, but there are actually multiple instances of sort of cat races and cat folks. Um, Tabaxi were first introduced as like sort of jungle creatures um, that were sentient humanoids. They're like jaguar humanoids. Um, and there's actually, like, two different versions. There's, like, Tabaxi and Tabakshi, and uh, one's, like, more of a panther, one's more of a jaguar. Uh, but as the, uh, sort of, the game has progressed, they've become a playable character, um, uh, or a pay- playable race, and um, they've also changed into more, like, you're a cat person. Uh, there were cat folks uh, originally introduced in, like, third edition, and there's also... Um, the Rakasta, which is a human with cat-like appearances, that's a different uh, creature slash humanoid in uh, D&D. Um, and there's also, confusingly, a cult called Tabaxi of humans that were accidentally named that by a traveling, like, uh, historian. And they saw, like, them wearing, like, a jaguar headpiece. And they're like, oh, Tabaxis, that's what those are. Um so like that's in the real world no like in the fiction and i like that because it's so realistic of how um and some anthropologists are they don't like actually try to learn or understand they're just like that's what you're called a like look at any native american tribe ever um like what they're actually (gasps) called and what uh, you know settlers decide to call them um but so looking into backseas right now um, they usually emulate a cat-like, uh, behavior. So some of them will be, like, really curious travelers, or they might have, like, a real, uh, huge focus on, like, enchanted objects. Like, you know, a cat might be, like, into, like, a, a you know, a 
piece of yarn. <laughs> They're like obsessed yeah. with a certain thing. Yeah. Um, they tend not to value gold as much, but more stories and lore in their culture. Um, but some tabaxis are more like homebodies and they like to stay home. So when you're playing a tabaxi, you can kind of pick what kind of cat you want to play as. Do you want to play as like an aloof cat or do you want to be like a cuddly uh, kitty pet? Um, uh, in the game, they uh, actually have some racial abilities. Um, so they have feline agility, which means uh, they're able to like move a burst of speed and like double how fast they are, can go. Um, there's cat claws, which helps them uh, be able to climb. Um, and also they have natural like you know weapons in their hands so if they're disarmed they literally have their claws that they can use um they have dark vision like uh cats are have dark vision in real life uh so do tabaxi um and cats talent which means they are able to perceive and stealth very easily a la how a real cat would be able to so and i need to find a D &D group yeah um tabaxis i should say are usually um humanoid uh it used to be pretty limited they would like look more like jaguars but now they can pretty much look like any sort of cat they're usually um bipedal on two legs uh and um they mainly speak their own language and common unless they of course your backstory you have them speak some other language um Mm -hmm. yeah so and like with any other race in um uh D D lore there is like some originally they had like this sort of alignment but that's changed because everyone was like that's not fun <laughs> um to yeah. only play a character a certain way um so even the examples i gave uh of like how tabaxis are represented that's just a suggestion so yeah that is our first cat race to look in um uh, this one i know there's so much i probably didn't cover uh but there was a lot <laughs> and it, i was trying to just stick to the history and even that was hard to find because like literally D was like we're just going to give you five different cat races forget about them um oh here's tabaxis again they're they're actually the real ones and it's like what cool, 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 so thing. yeah ready for chapter one yeah a young tabby slides through the bushes scenting for prey suddenly he steps into a clearing one he's never been in before a cat is sitting on a rock Starlight sparkling in her fur. He recognizes her. Blue Star? <coughs> he must be dreaming. Blue Star tells him to come closer. She has a message for him. Uh... She tells him the time of trouble is coming to the forest. A new prophecy must be fulfilled if the clans are to survive. He has been chosen to meet with three other cats at the new moon. They must listen to what Midnight tells them. Is, what do you mean? It, yeah, is Midnight a cat or, like, the time? The young tabby asks, what kind of trouble? How can Midnight tell us anything? Blue Star tells him that all will be made clear to him, and her voice fades. No, wait, he cries out, don't go. He lets out a terrified yowl and thrash about. Something pokes him in the side. <laughs> he opens his eyes to see Graystripe. <gasps> that's our guy that's our dad oh right i mean it's it's fine <laughs> bramble claw you crazy furball what's all this about <laughs> no respect no respect for anyone bramble claw apologizes dpp in the he was just in dreaming the, in the in the nest yeah they're in the den yeah did he pee pee what? No. He went to bed. Cloudtail grunts, dreaming. Honestly, he's as bad as Firestar. When he <laughs> slept in the warrior's den, he was always muttering and twitching in his sleep. I think we referenced this before, but like literally, yes. Imagine how hard yes. it was to sleep anywhere near him. Yep. Brambleclaw twitches his ears at how disrespectfully Cloudtail speaks about their leader. But he was Firestar's kin, and his talk didn't keep him from being a loyal warrior. <laughs> oh, Cloudtail. Yeah, Cloudtail's the- You little the, pain in the tail. He's the most disrespectful of everyone in this clan. <laughs> well, Greystripe tells them it's time to get moving. Right, Brambleclaw says. His vision of Blue Star is fading, but her ominous message rang in his ears. It doesn't seem likely what she said. 
then why would she give this message to Brambleclaw? He's just a warrior. Yeah, I suck. It was probably just the prey he ate last night giving him wild dreams. Right? <laughs> Blue starts up there like, oh my god. He's I made a wrong choice. He's stupid. God, I thought I picked a smart one for once. But then I remembered he was raised by Firestar. Oh, and he was no. also very dense. And she's like, oh god. Uh, uh, Spotted Leaf, how did you how did you get like through to him? And she's like, poorly, apparently. <laughs> Out in the clearing, Sorrelpaw, the oldest apprentice was sharing tongues with her denmates, Shrewpaw and Spiderpaw. Oh. <laughs> we last saw... S- I'm Spider. Huh? Well, we last saw Sorrelpaw as uh, Sandstorm's apprentice, and Shrewpaw and Spiderpaw, when we met them briefly in uh, fire at the end of Firestar's quest, or at right. the beginning, was Shrewkit and Spiderkit. Um, so Sorrelpaw bounds over to Brambleclaw. It's today! Brambleclaw asks, what is? Yeah, what is? Her warrior ceremony. Oh! She hurls herself at him, and they wrestled in the dust like they used to when they were kids. Oh my god. There's no, there's uh. no doubt she'd make a strong and dangerous warrior. Yeah, I think that would be great! <laughs> Brambleclaw Bramble cuffs her and says if she wants to be a warrior, she'll have to stop acting like a kit. A kit? Her? Never. She's waited a long time for this. And he knows. She deserves it. In New Leaf, she had ventured too close to the Thunder Path, and a monster had struck her shoulder. What? She was... She was in Cinderpelt's den for three long moons. Her brothers, Sootfer and Rainwhisker, had become warriors without her. But she never showed any bitterness about having to train longer than usual. She really deserved her warrior ceremony. So she's good. Like, she she had an injury, but she's healed, and she's ready. It, it just took her a little longer. She's fine. Oh, God, okay. That was like, just, here's a quick yeah. dose of trauma, guys. Don't forget, this is warrior cats. Yeah, don't forget. So Sorrelpaw tells him that she's just brought fresh kill to Ferncloud. Her kits are beautiful. Okay, let's all take a moment to enjoy that name. Is that the first time we've heard that name? I don't remember that name. No, because we, we, um... Fernpaw, wasn't we it? We heard that name, Ferncloud. That's Caitlin's favorite character. But before she was Fernpaw, we didn't know her as Ferncloud yet. We met her as Ferncloud in Firestar's Quest. Okay. Briefly. Briefly. And she had Shrew Kitten Spider Kit. Oh, such good names. Such good names. She's like, I have a good name. Here's some great names for you guys. Brambleclaw hasn't seen them yet, but Ferncloud's second litter had been born just the day before. Sorreltail says he has time before they go hunt. So he squeezes into the nursery to see Ferncloud, eyes glowing as she stared at three kits curled up by her belly. One is pale gray like her, and the other two are brown tabbies like their father, Dustpelt. (sighs) He's crouched beside his mate, licking her ears affectionately. He's such a good dad. Yeah, he's such a good dad. So I can I can just see like Sandstorm like soaking, being like, "You could you could be like that." To Firestar, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa! I'm I'm a great dad. I think am I not a good dad?" And she's like, "Oh my god, it was a joke." Dustpelt greets Brambleclaw and asks if he's here to see the kits. He looks ready to burst with pride. Such a contrast to his usually prickly demeanor. <laughs> Brambleclaw says they're beautiful. Have they chosen names yet? Ferncloud says not yet. Goldenflower says there's plenty of time for that. Although she had no kits herself, Brambleclaw's mother decided to stay in the nursery to share in the care of the new arrivals since her hearing and eyesight were getting poor. Oh, I can't. This is like really wholesome. I'm scared. It's like I'm being given a spoonful of sugar before we're about to shove Ipecac down my throat. We're still, we're still just, we're still just, uh, re-meeting everybody. Yeah, I'm afraid. I don't like this. I don't like this right. This is, uh, the setup. Get me into the rising action so my anxiety can kick in. Well, it's nearing time for Goldenflower to retire to the Elder's Den. 
Brambleclaw says Fernclaw's lucky to have her help look after them. Well, I didn't do too bad a job with you, Goldenflower purred. <laughs> what a good mom. Brambleclaw is about to leave when Dustpot says there is something he could do for him. Brambleclaw says, yeah, sure. Well, anything. Yeah. Dustpelt asks him to keep an eye on Squirrelpaw. He wants to spend some time with Ferncloud and the kits while they're so small, but Squirrelpaw shouldn't be left without a mentor for too long. Hmm. Squirrelpaw, Brambleclaw groans inwardly. <laughs> Firestar's daughter, eight moons old, recently apprenticed, and the biggest nuisance in ThunderClan. All right, everybody. Warrior Cats, what is that? Is done. We are now the Squirrel Appreciation Cat. <laughs> I love the fact that she's introduced as all right. That's Firestar's daughter. She is a handful. I love that in a girl. I love that in a woman. She's like, watch out, guys. I don't give a crap. I don't even know how she's a nuisance. I love annoying little girls. Oh, annoying little girls is the best archetype in the world. Like, especially annoying little girls who grow up to be the most powerful women. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, it's the best archetype. Like, uh, uh girl, uh, that's like, we need more of that. Like, more Junie B. Joneses. More, more Peppa Pigs. More just absolutely unhinged little girl characters. And, like, a lot of people, like, oh, Squirrel Paw's so annoying. It's like, um, she's like 15 right now. She's allowed to be annoying. Yeah. Everyone's annoying at 15. If you're 15 right now, you're probably a little bit annoying. That's fine. You're allowed to be annoying. You're 15. Revel in it. Yeah. Like, be, if you're 15, do it. Be annoying. If, if there's ever a time to be obnoxious, it's now. Because if you don't, yeah. you become like us who are annoying adults and no one can stand <laughs> up. Well, me. I'm speaking, I should say, uh, I was annoying actually my whole life. What am I saying? <laughs> if you're yeah, always, okay. always be annoying. Always be annoying. Dustpot senses his reluctance and adds that it would be good practice for when he has an apprentice of his own. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brambleclaw knows he's right. Brambleclaw had hoped Firestar would give him an apprentice soon, but he had also hoped that a, that apprentice wouldn't be some smart Alec ginger she-cat who thought she knew it all. And he knows that Squirrelpaw won't take orders from him kindly. Oh my god. But he tells Dustpelt he'll do his best. Oh my god, she's like the combination of, I'm sure she is like the anxiety queen from uh, Firestar, but I'm sure she also has- No. No? She's all sandstorm? She's confident. She, no, I would say she's got her father's, um, like- Brashness? Heart. Okay. And like, you know, like- like the I'm gonna do this. I I'm gonna do what's right, no matter what anybody else thinks. Uh huh. And then she's got yeah, sandstorms like confidence and spunk. Oh my god, love her, love her already. Yep. Out in camp, more cats have emerged into the clearing. Brightheart is taking fresh kill to her mate Cloudtail. You remember Brightheart? Of course, of course. Yes. Brackenfur calls to Brambleclaw and asks if he'll go out hunting with Squirrelpaw this morning. Yeah. Um, we remember Brackenfur. Yes. A sweet boy. Sweet young man. Brambleclaw notices Squirrelpaw half-concealed in the ferns of the apprentice den. She sat, tail curled around her paws, her green eyes following a butterfly. <laughs> when Brackenfur beckoned her, she got up and strolled across the clearing, her tail straight up and dark ginger fur gleaming in the sunlight. Well, Squirrelpaw asked Brambleclaw, where shall we go? I thought sunning rocks and then we can... Sunning rocks? Squirrelpaw interrupted. <laughs> Is he mouse-brained? On a day as hot as this, all the prey will be hiding in the cracks. I mean... Yeah. Brambleclaw says it's still early. Squirrelpaw sighs heavily. Honestly, Brambleclaw, you always think you know better than everyone else. Brambleclaw points out that he is a warrior. And that's the wrong thing to say. Squirrelpaw bows her head deeply. Yes, oh great one, I shall do exactly what you say. And then when they come back empty-pawed, maybe he'll admit that she was right. 
Rumbleclaw asks that if she's so clever, where does she think they should hunt? Up towards forest four trees by the stream, Squirrelpaw says, it's a much better place. And Brambleclaw is even more annoyed when he realizes that she's <laughs> Yeah, she's right. And he hesitates, wondering if he could change his mind without losing face in front of her. I mean, we could, we could, we could swing around. We could, like, make, we could make a, uh, and she's like, it's not, it's a totally different direction. What are you talking about? And she's like, he's like, uh, we could, shut up. <laughs> Squirrel paw. Sandstorm has come to his rescue. Milf, Mama milf, is milf, here. milf, 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 milf. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not taking that no, out, though. Not. Milf, 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 milf. She tells her daughter to stop ruffling Brambleclaw's fur. She chatters as much of a nest of jackdaws. Then she turns to Brambleclaw. And you're just as bad. <laughs> the pair of them are always squabbling, and they can't be trusted to hunt together if they can't leave the clearing without scaring half the tr prey between here and four trees. Okay, I have to know something. What? How old is Brambleclaw? Um, maybe like a year and a half. How how Two? how how old is he compared to Squirrel Paw? Um, as far as um age discrepancies go in Warrior Cats, I don't think it's bad. Okay, because it's not like he's I, I can, after I, her as an apprentice. I I know I know. Uh, it just seems right now she is teen and he is young adult. Yes, they go through a lot together. Okay, you know I've seen it so, before, and their journey will go. Yep, yeah, I'm just, I was like, oh, people ship this, don't they? And I was like, oh, the book is doing it. The book is actually setting this up. Um, I will say, um, it's, it's not something I ever want to see in real life. If you're, if you are a, no, if you're in your twenties, young man, that is a child, get out of there. But yes, they, obviously he is not like grooming her. They're not setting this no. up in that kind of relationship. So I'm going to give it a pass, but I just want everyone to know where I stand, that in real life, no, 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 no. I, I no. am not yeah. okay with this shipping right now. Later on, when she is older and they've gone through whatever they're about to go through, all right. Right now, gross. Brambleclaw mutters an apology, feeling very embarrassed. Sandstorm says he's a warrior. He should know better. She sends him to hunt with Cloudtail, and Squirrelpaw can come with her and Sorrelpaw. And she'll do as she's told, or she'll know why. <sighs> Sandstorm heads for the camp entrance. Squirrelpaw sulks and shuffles her paws. Sorrelpaw gives her a friendly nudge. Come on, she says. This is my last hunt as an apprentice. <laughs> Let's make it a good one. Oh. Squirrelpaw nods. Like they set off together. Positive she is. She shoots Brambleclaw one last glare as she passed him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, to you too. Jeez, okay. Brambleclaw shrugs. She'd probably get better mentoring from Sandstorm anyway. Like, so he, it's not like he's letting Dust Pelt down. I'm being bullied. I'm being bullied. And he wouldn't have <laughs> and he wouldn't have to listen to her annoying chatter all morning. Or yes, he won't have to get bullied all day by Firestar's daughter. Well, he's not sure why he feels slightly disappointed at being put on another patrol. But he goes to Cloudtail and Brightheart. Whitepaw, their only kit, is begging them to take her hunting with them. <gasps> Cloudtail says no. Brackenford said he'd take her. You guys. He's her mentor, after all. We made to the paw stage. Everyone watch this white and white uh, cat for the rest of our lives. We gotta make sure nothing bad happens to this one. I'm like cat holding it with no. kid gloves. We lost White Kit. Then we lost White Kit again. Not this one. It's a white paw. Nothing bad will happen to her. No, that was Snow Kit. Still. Still. It was a White Kit. Wasn't there also a White Kit that died? Well, he turned into White Storm and then died. Okay. Whoa. Jesus. Why would you reopen that wound? <laughs> I thought there was a different White Kit. Anyway. Yep. We're going to keep this one safe. Cloudtail gives her... Oh. Blah, blah. Whitepaw brightens and heads off to find her mentor, and Cloudtail gives her an affectionate cuff over the ear as she left. Brambleclaw hopes that this doesn't mean they want to hunt alone. 
but Cloudtail says that he can join them. They head towards the entrance, and Brambleclaw glances back at camp. Every cat looks sleek and well-fed. Could it be true that a great trouble was coming to the forest? Brambleclaw's fur prickles. He won't tell any cat about his dream. It seemed like the only way he could convince himself it was nothing. That there wasn't a new prophecy coming to disrupt life as they knew it. <laughs> that evening, the clan is well fed. Brambleclaw is full and tired from hunting. And he thinks, this is a good day. This is how life should be. The rest of the clan is gathering. It must be time for Sorrelpaw's ceremony. You better savor this, dude. He takes a seat next to Ashfur. Remember Ashfur? He is uh, Fern Cloud's brother, who gives him a friendly nod. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was Ashpaw. Now he's okay. Ashfur. Vaguely, it's vague, vaguely ringing a bell. The tiniest yeah. of bells is ringing. Well, Fern Cloud's brother. That's that's about it. Cinderpelt comes out to sit by Graystripe. Woo! And her apprentice, Leafpaw, is with her. Aww. Oh, I'm not ready for Leafpaw. everyone to get, like, old. Leafpaw is Squirrelpaw's sister. Oh my god. But they look nothing alike. Wow. Leafpaw is smaller and slighter, with pale tabby fur and a white chest and paws. They aren't much alike in character, either. And he wonders how she can be so quiet and attentive while her sister never stopped talking. Sister. Sisters. I love this. I love sisters. I love polar opposite good. sisters, love too. Love sisters. These are good sisters. Oh my god. Such a fan already. Firestar leaps onto the high rock and summons his clan. Hey. Hey, guys. It's me. Firestar. Woo. It's the boy. It's me. You guys. Dad. You guys have missed me. They're like, we haven't. He's like, okay. Ow! Hurt my feelings a little. <laughs> Sorrelpaw comes forward with her mentor, Sandstorm. And from now on, she'll be known as Sorreltail. Oh. StarClan honors her courage and patience, and they welcome her as a full warrior to ThunderClan. The clan shouts her name, and Sorreltail remains in the clearing for her vigil while the clan disperses. Yay! Firestar comes and settles beside Brambleclaw. Cloudtail said he hunted well today. Brambleclaw thanks him for the praise. Firestar's eyes are fixed on his daughters as they head towards the fresh kill pile. Unexpectedly, Firestar asks Brambleclaw if he misses Tawny Pelt. Yes, Brambleclaw tells him. She's okay. Oofta. Yeah, he man. He misses her every day. I do miss my sister. Uh, do you want to throw any other knives? <laughs> any salt you want to sprinkle on these wounds? Firestar said he didn't understand how he might feel about her, not until he saw how close his own daughters were. Brambleclaw insists that he's not being fair to himself, and then dares to add, after all, he misses his sister, doesn't he? <laughs> Firestar says, of course, but Princess is a kitty pet, and she could never live this kind of life. Brambleclaw um, must wish that Tawny Pelt had stayed in ThunderClan. The only reason Princess can't leave this life is she's too powerful and she would take over all the clans faster yeah, and with less death think. than any other cat who's attempted it before. <laughs> It'd be like, hey guys, we're gonna get together. And she'd be like, and now I'm all your leaders. And they'd be like, yeah! She's like, you just have to call me Princess. Hoink! <laughs> Brambleclaw says he guesses he does wish that she was here. But she's happier where she is. Firestar nods. That's true. The important thing is that they both found a clan they could be loyal to. Brambleclaw feels warm at Firestar's faith in his loyalty. <laughs> and he wonders if a loyal clan cat would tell his leader about a, the dream he had? Yes! He's trying to find the words, but then Firestar goes to join Sandstorm and Graystripe. Uh, hey, so I've been having weird dreams. He's like, oh my god, you too? I mean, I haven't had some in like a couple years, or a year or so, but, uh, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Mythos? Are they telling you to go, like, to a random place? Leave for a year? Um, what, what is it? 
doesn't get the chance. Brambleclaw, Brambleclaw almost follows, but decides that if Star Clan really wanted to send a prophecy of great danger, they wouldn't give it to one of the youngest, least experienced warriors in the clan. You think? They would tell the medicine cat or their leader. Oh, oh yeah, you so would. You would think. So there's nothing to worry about. Obviously, there's nothing to worry about. Uh oh. Good. Yeah. Uh oh, spaghettios. Uh oh. We, well, we end went of chapter one. We went from a cat who's like so anxious that he can't not follow through to a cat who's like so like uh just like you know um what's the word when you don't believe in yourself um uh self self esteem he's so self conscious he's like oh, i can't be self conscious he can't be about me <laughs> he like hits the ground he's like i'm not that special and they're like that you are you literally are how many more dreams do we have to tell him that he's special guys crap <gasps> six at least six dreams if I, blue star's like i didn't need any convincing i got told i was special once and i was like i know Jeez, she, she just can't imagine anyone else could take more convincing than she did. She's like, yeah, I got a destiny. No. Got it. Also, I'm going to fight God just uh, along the way. Um, woo! And he's like, I don't think I'm that special. When Fireheart, he was like, I- I'm kind of special, but like not in good ways. I'm special because I'm kind of weird. I got to prove myself. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, Brambleclaw's got some proving to do, too. Yeah. You know, that he's not like his father. Yeah. I always forget. But no one no one seems to really bring that up. Like It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. It was like what, five years ago? <laughs> that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking more about um you were asking about Brambleclaw versus Squirrel Paws ages. Yeah. Since Squirrel Paws like eight moons right now, I think there's only like a year between them. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Goldenflower's doing good. Oh, thank God. Getting a little up there. I love seeing- I'm doing her best. I love seeing all the moms, all the MILFs. So happy about it. Yep. They're all here. MILF squad. <laughs> um, yeah, so how long do you think it's going to take Brambleclaw to uh, listen to his dreams? They're probably going to, like, send the dream to, like, uh, I hope to God they send it to, like, at least one of the medicine cats. Uh, I'm gonna give him a week. He has less than that, so I <laughs> hopefully he figures it out by then. Okay. Sounds good. Well, a new book, folks. Let's do it. New book. Because I'm Emberheart. I'm Tangleton. And this has been Warrior Cat. What is that? Yeah.